All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, the Tuesday edition, not Monday again this week. It's Tuesday, so uh, Tuesday and Thursday this week instead of Monday and Thursday. But uh, spring training rolls along, and we're at that point of spring training now where uh, it's like, hey, let's get the real games going. You know, I've been doing this for a month now. Um, you can only watch so many exhibition games uh, before you start to really want the real thing. And we're at that point now, two weeks to go from, uh, till opening day this coming Thursday. So just over two weeks to go until the Yankees and the Blue Jays open the season at Yankee stadium on Thursday, April 1st, uh, one Oh five start time. So it's close. We're there. It's close. It's almost here. And, uh, just separating us from that is March madness, which is obviously one of the best times of the year so you've got nice weather right around the corner it was really nice out here in the new york city area last week this week kind of sucks but then starting sunday that's that's it winter is gone because if you look at the extended forecast after sunday uh beginning on sunday rather every day is nice from here on out so spring is here spring training is coming to an end march madness will bridge us there so it's the best time of the year uh, especially with nice weather coming, with baseball coming, Yankees baseball back. Uh, it just it just feels great. It feels great to say goodbye to winter, and uh, it, so it feels great to say uh, goodbye at some point to this pandemic that has uh, destroyed the world over the last year and has uh, really hampered baseball and baseball fans. And uh, it'll be good to see stadiums, you know, have some fans at the beginning and hopefully steadily grow that throughout the season to the point that they can get back to normalcy. With the Yankees here, they've cut down their roster to, uh, you know, about double the size of a 26-man roster now. They're somewhere right around 50 guys left in Major League Spring training, and there's really not many competitions. We've talked about the fifth the fifth starter spot, um, which looks like it won't go to David Garcia no matter how well he does. It'll go to scumbag Domingo Herman, uh, who has pitched well, and that's great. He pitched well. He's still a scumbag, and it'll be hard to ever root for that guy. I mean, it'll be hard to root for him, period. Never root for him, really. I hope he sucks and that the Yankees are able to cover his suckiness with run support and his starts. I think that's the only way you can look at this because I don't know how anybody could get excited to feel good about this guy being on this team uh, the same way as with Aroldis Chapman. It sucks to have two guys like that on, on the team you root for and two guys out of a 13-man pitching staff who are scumbags. Not great. But aside from that spot, you've got a couple spots left in the bullpen is it Michael King? Is it Nick Nelson? Is it Luda Jay, who's sort of wowed everyone with his uh, different spin rates and his different breaking balls this spring training? And then you've got the bench spots, which I think be, have become very intriguing. Uh, Gio Rochelle is playing shortstop on Tuesday, and that's something the Yankees have been hesitant to do. They've talked about it in an emergency situation, but if they're willing to play Gio Rochelle at shortstop to cover for Glaber Torres in the event of an injury... And then you've got DJ LeMahieu, who can play second, third, and first. Then Tyler Wade's not necessary on this team. And Tyler Wade has sort of just been given this role. He was given it last year. He's given it before. He's given it this year. Like He shows up to camp thinking he's fucking DJ LeMahieu, or he's Aaron Judge, or he's a guy with a set role in this team who belongs. He doesn't fucking belong. Tyler Wade's awful. And if you want to give me the, hey, they don't need him to play offense when he's in the lineup, they need him to play defense, that's fine. It would be nice if he could contribute some offense. The guy's got six home runs in his career, and I know he's not a home run hitter, but that's over 346 plate appearances, 161 games. He's a 190 hitter with a 575 
OPS, a 274 on base, he doesn't do anything well. And, you know, he, when he gets on base, he'll steal sometimes, but not enough that he's, like, a necessity on this team. He's not. And I'm excited because if Urshela can play short and you kick Wade off this team and he goes down to the alternate side and eventually the minors, that leaves the spot open and it leaves the door open for Jay Bruce and or Derek Dietrich and or Mike Talkman. And there's more options and there's better options than keeping Tyler Wade around just because he's the backup shortstop defensively. So this is promising here. I'm excited right now about the Yankees allowing Gio Rochelle to show he could play shortstop. So then when Glaber needs a DH a day, or if Glaber gets hurt, knock on wood, then they're covered. They don't need Tyler Raid running out there and being an automatic out. Like it's co-ed softball league in Central Park and you don't have enough players. Because that's what it is when he plays. It's an automatic out. It's as close to an automatic out as you'll ever see in Major League Baseball is Tyler Wade at the plate. He's horrible. And I, you know, a few years ago, I was big on him because it was sort of like everyone was told to be big on him. He hit well in the minors. The Yankees were high on him, and he's just never hit. And it's not for a lack of opportunities. Yeah, maybe they're not consistent opportunities. Maybe he's not getting to start two weeks in a row and getting comfortable with that bats, but that's the type of player he's going to have to learn to be. I don't see how anyone's going to give this guy everyday opportunity unless they trade him away somewhere to a team that, you know, desperately needs to play a shortstop and bat him ninth every day of the season and hopefully he'll get hit 200. That's not going to happen with the Yankees. So when he gets these opportunities, he needs to make the most of them, and he just hasn't done that. And last year, he appeared in 52 games. He had 105 plate appearances, 88 at-bats. The year before, 108 plate appearances, 94 at-bats. And he just never hits. Yeah, he could play every position. In the, in the majors, he's played... He's played second, short, third, left, center, right. He can play all over the field. And I know the Yankees' hope a few years back was that he was like their Ben Zobrist, except Ben Zobrist can fucking hit. Tyler Wade can't hit. So I, it's either they're trying to prove a point to Tyler Wade, like, hey, don't get comfortable, which I think he is. He shows up. He's clowning around. He's palling around with everyone. He's, you know, him and Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier always talking about the pranks they're pulling on each other. Tyler Wade, you need to worry about fucking getting on base, not whatever you're doing in the clubhouse. So it's good. It's either putting a scare into him and maybe he'll come around and start hitting, or it's the Yankees saying, we can't be running this guy out there in the event Glaber can't play, which they can't be given what he's done in the majors. The fifth starter competition is not going to go my way. Davey Garcia is not going to get it. The bullpen uh, with Zach Britton out is, <laughs> we've talked about this I've talked about this already. It's not going to be good. You're going to get Michael King and probably and Nick Nelson and someone else. So Bermuda's going to have a lot of options out there to ruin games early in the season until Brayton comes back. And that's hoping that Chapman and Green and O'Day and Wilson are on. And Wilson's looked horrible in spring training. And he had his moments a few years ago as a Yankee. So he, I'm already a little worried about him. And then so that leaves the bench the bench competition. I think that's the most intriguing one because you got the, the veteran and Bruce who's performed well an all-star caliber player at times in the major league level we've got Derek Dietrich who seems to be the fan favorite with the you know the jersey popped open and the huge biceps and the great personality and the, the bat flips that he's had in his career and the short porch as a left-handed hitter and then you've got Mike Talkman who's a there's still I think a few Mike Talkman fans out there who believe that this guy um you know isn't just a six-week player this was his career is six weeks his whole career Six weeks, and he stunk outside of that. And then you've got Tyler Wade, and I don't know that he has any fans, maybe one or two that aren't directly related to him. So it's a, it's an intriguing competition here. And 
a little, and it seemed for a long time that Wade was a shoe in. He was an automatic on the opening day roster, but not if they're going to play GRHL at shortstop. So that'll do it for today. A little over two weeks to go until Yankees baseball is back. Thanks for listening. I'll be back on Thursday.